it that one's a point of contention in the community because it suggestion as the line the request must sound reasonable mm-hmm. and so people are like trying to say oh i cast suggestion and i tell them to take off all of their armor and lay down for the remainder of the battle and it's Super like reasonable i say yeah to me that's not remotely reasonable i was <laughs> right. gonna do that so, anyway <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Monsters and Multiclass, your Dungeons and Dragons fix. I'm Eliotti. I'm Jared Bornicle. And I'm Will Melder. And on this episode, we are taking a look at some of the wizards from Monsters of the Multiverse. We did a big poll about what monsters people want to see next, and this this one, all of the wizards in Monsters of the Multiverse, there's nine of these bad boys. Um, it seemed like a lot to do one big episode, but they didn't each deserve their own episode, so we're doing this in two parts. Today we're covering Abjurer, Conjurer, Diviner, and Enchanter, and then next week we'll cover the other four, Evoker, Illusionist, Necromancer, and Transmuter, with a little side note of Apprentice, because there's not much to talk about. So let's just dive into it so these don't get too long. <laughs> so first up is the Abjurer Wizard. This is a challenge rating 9. Um, basically, it's a wizard I guess in general, we should say they, they have a wizard stat block for every school of magic. They're, they're just basically the subclasses, in the original subclasses in the player handbook they made in the stat blocks. Abjuration is the magic of protection. Um, abjurers specialize in creating protective magic wards. Monarchs, nobles, and other wealthy individuals commonly hire abjurers to provide protection. Kind of pretty straightforward there. These guys are challenge rating 9 with an armor class of 12, 15 if they cast mage armor. And they're always going to cast. Just, just have all of them start with yeah, mage armor. Honestly, it should. It really should have just said fifteen. Fifteen due to mage armor. Mage armor. Yeah. But I guess you could dispel magic on their mage armor. So that's true. Yeah. yeah. Or hit them. Hit when points of one hundred and four. <laughs> there you go. Hit points of one hundred and four and a speed of thirty feet. Um, strength of nine. Dex of fourteen. Constitution of fourteen. Intelligence of eighteen. Wisdom of twelve and eleven. Charisma. Nothing crazy that you would expect from wizards just pretty pretty standard uh, basically how i'd build a wizard yeah <laughs> i would do strength of eight because putting it up to nine is just a weird waste of a point but it's yeah yeah that's maybe they important. roll for stats <laughs> sure <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate when that stat blocks even bother with that it's like when does that ever come up just just put them to even numbers for for stat blocks oh, right pre-made characters do that all the time too yeah, that's why it's like official pre-made characters putting someone at an odd number of uh, stats. Like whatever, it just bothers me. I don't yeah, like it. <laughs> strength. I think that number determines your jump length. So, oh my gosh, is, yeah, you really think and it's still not ten. Like it's gonna make a difference. <laughs> uh, if it's it not could, ten, it doesn't matter. If you're jumping in D and D, it usually is a big deal. Eight <laughs> versus nine feet. Yes. No, it's usually five feet or ten feet is what matters. Most people play on grids. <laughs> anyway, statement yeah. throws of intelligence plus eight and wisdom plus five, skills of arcana plus eight and history plus eight. Um, knows any four languages, smart wizards. So, and then and there's no like passive features or anything. We'll just go right into the actions. They may have multi attack. The abjurer makes three arcane burst attacks, which is we're going to see arcane burst a lot. It's a little disappointing. We could cover that after we're talking about. Tired about talking about it over and over. Mm. But Arcane Burst is a melee or ranged spell attack. 
plus eight to hit, reach of five feet or a range of 120 feet. And on hit, it does 3d10 plus four force damage. Average of 20. It makes three of these. So these guys could do an, the abjuration protection wizard could do an average of 60 damage in a round from 120 feet away. Which is pretty good. I mean, to be honest, it's it just consistent. Seems, it seems, yeah, it just feels high. And I know that's what Monsters of the Multiverse did. They took away damaging spells and gave them these attacks with really high damage. And it feels really silly on an Abjurer wizard. Yeah, I mean, that's not incorrect. But I guess from just an interesting fight perspective, if the wizard isn't able to at least do some damage, like I'm not that I'm happy with the way they're doing damage, but if they can't put out damage, then... I don't know. I guess I don't know what I'd expect them to do. I would just rather just be them have like some. Uh, just be buffing. I just say, yeah, like an Abjur or Wizard, I don't think you would fight alone generally. And you could just give them damaging spells. Um, like the uh, the Legacy version had Ray Frost as a cantrip. Like, there you go, some damage. But then they have up to 7th level spell slots of a bunch sure. of abjuration spells and things like that. Um, they one can thing also I'll point whack out... things with a quarterstaff in this. <laughs> Officially, these new wizards cannot make a melee. I guess they could do an they can. strike. They can. Their, um, the arcane burst is a melee or range spell. Attack. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, so... which I guess is an important point because if you get within 5 feet of these guys, you don't give them disadvantage on it. Oh, right. They yeah, if it was ranged only. Right. So they could also get opportunity yeah. attacks off of that, can't they? Ooh, that would be a nasty opportunity attack. But it but would make sense. I don't sense. see why not, yeah. So, I mean, that's a pretty darn big change. I mean, they the changes made were definitely to to make wizards, wizards stat blocks at least, less squishy. And that's pretty darn obvious. Um, even the you know HP bump of 20 HP is is something to to that um but i think little things like that are important as well just taking a, or giving them the ability to actually have opportunity attacks is important um as well as giving them a an option in melee range um it you know i i'm usually pretty down on the the stat blocks in general i don't like the the direction of no more spells let's just move towards kind of this blob of damage which is the arcane burst um but having run wizards stat blocks in the past like these specific ones i will say the the old ones were fairly disappointing in terms of challenging fights because they were so easy to shut down sure though the old abjuration wizard had stuff like wall of force global invulnerability Counterspell, the spell magic, fireball, banishment, cone of cold. Have, this new one has a lot of those too. Yeah, that's true. Okay, we'll keep moving. Yeah. Uh, so it also gets force blast, another action. This is not part of multi-attack, so this would be its whole action. Each creature in a 20-foot cube originating from the abjurer must make a DC 16 constitution saving throw. On a failed save, a creature takes 8d8 force damage and is pushed up to 10 feet away. On a successful save, a creature takes half as much damage and isn't pushed. Average of 88 is 36. So big old AoE. Heavy hitting AoE. I guess it's not that big. 20 foot out isn't. Well, that's the size of Fireball, so never mind. But <laughs> Yeah, cube versus a, a circle. I, I don't know. 
I can't do math. I think a circle's bigger. Oh, wait. I misread the whole thing. I thought it was 20 feet from the wizard, which would be 24 radius. Yeah, 20 foot cube is definitely... Each creature in a 20 foot cube originating from the app drawer. Right, which is just an end of it. It's not a... Well, remember it's a cube? Oh, yes, The yes, origin yes, yes. point. Well, remember, remember little wizard. Pull up the yes. gnome. Pull up yeah. the gnome. We'll put the gnome on the screen. Yes, the origin originating point for cube is always an outer edge. <laughs> so it is a lot smaller. Because um, 20 feet across versus fireball with 20 foot radius is 40 feet across. Right. And you can choose so. where a fireball gets placed. So right. this, the abjurer has to basically run up and be like force blast right in front of yeah. you. Yeah. Which is all fine. I, I'm just, I guess, defending my point of calling it a little AOE. Yes. <laughs> that hits hard. It, it's like a souped up thunder wave. Yeah, that's a good way of thinking about it. Yeah. All right. And then they also get spell casting. Again, not part of the multi attack. So if they want to. The wizard gets what? spell casting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not part of the multi attack. So if they want to cast a spell, it's. Their whole action. Um, it's basically Nate spell casting. They have a DC uh, save of 16 for these. So at will, they can do Dancing Light, Mage Hand, a Message of Presta Digitation. So they got rid of any damaging cantrips, just kind of. That's what Arcane Burst is for. Yeah, out of, out of combat stuff. Twice a day each, they could dispel magic, cast Lightning Bolt, which is a new addition and a decent AoE, and cast Mage Armor, which again, just, just have them start with it. And then once a day each, they could do Arcane Lock, Banishment, Globe of, Invulber- <laughs> Globe of Invulnerability, Invisibility, or Wall of Force. So a decent spell is definitely pared down from the original. Um, like I said, the original is like full spell casting up to 7th level. And they had right their slots and everything, which is a lot more versatility. We've talked about that to death on previous monsters recently. Um, but these are solid ones. Yeah. Though I think they're high enough level to give them greater invisibility. Greater invisibility probably makes sense. I'm also a little bit disappointed to not see shield on here with an after wizard. Well, they have their built-in reaction, which would really... I guess, yeah, it would kind of be double dipping. Yeah. It still just feels a little bit wrong because abjur... Like, abjuration magic, I remember. there's, There's very few abjuration spells. So, like taking away one that's kind of considered the best one feels a little bit odd, but eh. Sure. I get that. Uh, and then just to wrap it up, and then we could kind of talk about other, anything else we want with it. The, it does have her built-in reaction, Arcane Ward. This is kind of this like really unique thing other than spell picks. This is a recharger for six. Like I said, it's a reaction. When the abjurer or a creature it can see within 30 feet of it takes damage, the abjurer magically creates a protective barrier around itself or the other creature. The barrier reduces the damage to the protected creature by 40, 10 plus 4, average of 26, to a minimum of 0, and then vanishes. So this is lifted straight from the subclass. I know the subclass works a little differently. Um, but it's a really cool, flavorful thing and definitely makes them feel like abjuration wizards. Without yeah. it, they would just be kind of playing as wizards with <laughs> some abjuration spells. Yeah, this is actually a pretty 
big change from the the original stat block. This one's definitely worth talking about. As in Vol's Guide to Monsters, the it had the Arcane Ward, which was almost more directly ripped from the subclass. The Abjurer right. has a magical ward that has 30 HP. Whenever the Abjurer takes damage, the ward takes the damage instead. If the ward is reduced to zero HP, the Abjurer takes any remaining damage. When they cast an Abjuration spell at first level or higher, the ward, ward regains a number of HP equal to twice the level of the spell. Um, which okay. I think that's a, exactly... Yeah, how- I think that is exactly the same. And is by no means a fantastic ability. Uh, even when we had an Abjuration Wizard, I feel like they were struggling to find Abjuration spells to cast in the middle of combat that actually gave enough HP to the ward. Um, it also isn't able to put it on anybody else this is this wording is whenever the abjurer takes damage, not something that they see within thirty feet. So huge, oh, yeah. huge difference uh, from from the Monsters of the Multiverse version that actually has a lot more use to it. Right, I say this one. It's actually it's not an action. It's just on. It's part Correct. of the features. They just mm-hmm. start with this. And then thirty seems higher though. I think the thirty might be high enough. To make it okay. Um, what is? How does it work in the class? We're trying to read it. It's like class level times something or another. Has it equal to twice your wizard level plus your intelligence? So like it's a challenge rating nine, which doesn't make them level nine. So that's complicated. No, it says but, but it says the step block. They're a thirteenth level spellcaster. Thirteen oh, times two, twenty six into plus, eighteen, okay. thirty. That's how. Okay. okay, so I guess it's not that crazy to get to that high level. Yeah, I guess you, we would kind of just blow through 30 hit points pretty quick. And you would not get it back, as we learned. Because right. Yeah, you, you're like, nah, yeah. They have little Wait, stars next to all the abjuration spells so that you know, hey, this is going to increase your ward. And it's like, their concentration. Alarm, mage armor. <laughs> or useless. A shield. Shield's like the one. Shield is And that will give you, it's double the spell level you get back, right? Two HP. So, yeah. The high level stuff symbol which takes a minute to cast, so yep, it's not happening in combat. <laughs> a globe of invulnerability. That's the only big one. It will give you 12, 12 hit points back. Uh, banishments are abjuration, then you get eight hit points. Uh, yeah, it's pretty limited. And you get counterspelling, you know, they do run into each other. They do take a lot of, like, it, so you dispel mag- magic. Uh, that's your turn in this old iteration. And now you've got yeah. six HP to... Hopefully make it through the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Hope that dispel was worth it. Right. Yeah, we're on the new one as it, it's a reaction to reduce damage as it happens around you. You could do it on other people. It's really great. Um, I, I actually, it, we've been talking about it in the sense of the party fighting an abjuration wizard. I think they could also make really cool allies. Oh yeah, like like a tough fight that the party is not strong enough for. Like the they have a this abjuration wizard as an NPC to fight alongside them, and it's they're not maybe have them focus more on spellcasting than the arcane burst, so they're not outshining the party in damage and just destroying everything. And then all these spells that they have are going to be more helping out and controlling the battlefield and absorbing damage with arcane ward. Yeah. You all actually had a wizard ally at the near the end of the last campaign, uh, Jadir, 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 yeah. and I ended up making an entire stat block because the the old stat blocks just weren't 
really that interesting to me. And I remember there was a lot of overhead trying to to run that character as well as the entire fight. This one has significantly less overhead and probably would have gone this direction uh, had these been available at the time, just because it is much much simpler to just use that as a reaction or, you know, kind of focus on the, the spell casting that is less damage fi- uh, based than everything probably would have been a little bit, uh, well, nicer to run. Right. So then that's the abjurer. Say, I, I, I say I'm good to move on. Like we're going to kind of get a lot of repeat mechanics. And so we'll kind of get into yes. things deeper. We don't, we're not trying to make everyone a full episode. Uh, Conjurer wizard. Very similar, lower challenge rating, though, of challenge rating 9. says the conjurers summon creatures from other planes of existence and teleport themselves and others in the blink of an eye. So with that challenge rating 6, we get reduced HP. It's at 58. Uh, has the more or less same stats, just a little bit pared down. Same saving throws, intelligence and wisdom. Same skills and arcana and history. And I won't mention those again because every single wizard has saving throws and intelligence and wizard or wisdom and then <laughs> skills in arcana and history. Yeah. Just slightly varying amounts, but it's usually only one or two off. Right. So we see this multi-attack again with three arcane bursts and same deal. It is the uh, same three per turn and does 3d 10, but plus three here instead of plus four. So slightly less damage, but not by much just because that yeah. intelligence modifier is lower. It's plus to hits less, plus six versus plus eight. These guys are all just lower level. I think that's notable that they have an identical damaging spell. I mean, like, look at the health difference between the Abjurer and the Conjurer. The Abjurer cannot reduce itself to one hit point in a single turn. The Conjurer could. What do you are mean? you attacking yourself often? If you were. Like, in this example, <laughs> they have not sure. turned down the damage, yet the challenge rating is substantially lower. Right. I mean, I think a lot of that definitely comes from the spell list as well, but right. you're right. And if you even look at like the how to calculate challenge rating table that nobody ever looks at except for me. Um, and I don't mean that about you, too. I mean, like the world at large, I don't think looks at this table. Um, it's 57 to 62. It. What's that? I, don't I always it have it open. If you look in my okay. box, <laughs> you'll see this. All right. You guys are making me feel uncool. I'm going to pull it up. <laughs> I have it bookmarked. So it has the, the damage per round at challenge rating nine is 57 to 62. And this having the same damage as the challenge rating nine abjuration wizard puts it in the damage category of a challenge rating nine, but the health HP being at 58 puts it at one half challenge rating defensively. Now, the way to calculate challenge rating is a little bit more complicated than just, yeah. you know, taking two of those numbers. There's six mm-hmm. things that are are taken into consideration. But I think that's a, a very clear sign that this thing leans much more towards offense than defense. Now, we were just talking about an Abjurer wizard, though, where I would anticipate defense being more of what boosts them up than their damage. So yeah, you could probably the, argue that for level, for challenge rating nine, an abjurer was probably low on the damage scale, and this thing's probably a little bit high. The conjurer. Yes. Sure. Yeah, that plus six to hit though is a big difference. Um, versus plus eight, that's ten percent less. Yeah, and that's one so, I, you know, I honestly damage by ten percent com- when compared to the abjurer. Yeah, say so we're 
we're think of this though, where you all are about level five. So a challenge rating six conjurer wizard would probably be a good thing to throw into a fight, right? Yeah. Most things that attack you all have plus six to hit right now. They're not doing three d ten plus three damage. That's true. Yeah. You you need them to miss a good amount because your barbarian that's raging and resisting a lot of damage has a max HP of what are you at right now? 60 something. You are at 60. So, okay. So could reduce me to zero before I even got to go. Even ignoring <laughs> if I wasn't raging. Cause it just goes right through it. It's force. Yeah. yeah. So, so you, you need them to miss. That's I think in line with the challenge rating here. Which is kind of bringing up the issue like that we see these fights are almost getting swingier and swingier. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I will definitely agree with that. That's yeah. too swingier. Another point, I could end this wizard in one lucky turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we talked about that with the Vecna fight and the new Archdruid stat block. Um, when our original like Monsters of the Multiverse coverage episode where we highlighted a couple mind players, I like that too. It just keeps, it's all going that way. Yeah, where it's like combat should last one round, maybe two if you're doing it wrong. Right. What? <laughs> um, but so, they did add a bunch of new art for all of these and they're all really cool. And oh, I we got to give them that. credit for that. I and always by added good art. art. Yeah. By added art, I mean probably stole Magic the Gathering cards and called it new art. You think? That's what they do a lot of times. I don't think these ones are, but... Yeah, I was going to say, because this Monsters of the Multiverse is not a Magic the Gathering-related book, right? Yeah, but Wizards of the Coast owns both, so they just swap right. art all the time. Oh, okay. Oh, I assume they were only doing that for... Um, magic settings? Yeah, like... Um, I'm blanking on any of them. Like Theros, Theros. and Eberron... I don't think Eberron's a Magic the Gathering setting. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. This is as far as vertical cool. integration is concerned, I think Wizards of the Coast is probably best set up to ha- just have pictures of wizards on hand. <laughs> <laughs> but are there any at the beach? Yes. Oh, that, I mean, the Arch Street could totally be at the beach. That's not a. <sighs> what it's supposed the... to be a wizard at the coast. Oh, that monk! I that thought you were just doing. Like was just wearing like a scarf as armor. It was a. I don't know, and unless you have the art ready to pull up, then it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, so, it does have spell casting, the Conjurer Wizard, <laughs> and gets at will, Dancing Light, Mage Hand, and Prestidigitation. Two times a day, it gets Fireball, Mage Armor, and Unseen Servant, and then once a day, it gets Fly, Stinking Cloud, and Web. So solid conjuration spells, um, though a lot of them aren't. <laughs> What's the actual conjuration spells here? Mage Hand, Unseen Servant, which is like, I, I don't know why these, I always feel weird, like an NPC stat blocking and something like Unseen Servant. I don't know. It's not going to come up, really. Uh, yeah. Um, Stinking Cloud and Web are both conjuration. Uh, yeah. So there's there's some that's just kind of a, an issue with being a, a school of wizard. It's like you're never going to just have like I only have conjuration spells because right. you're probably just going to be a bad wizard. Yeah. But yeah, so a challenge rating six, a fireball is scary to see. Yeah. Yeah. And I think 
something that I'm noticing is that because they don't have the full spell slots listed out, they're more generous with giving things like Fireball and Lightning Bolt, because I think we'll see that in just about every single stat block here, because it can't be upcast anymore. A Fireball is scary, but it's also an average damage of like 26 or something like that, somewhere around there. Probably not killing anybody in one turn, but it's going to be a heavy hitter. Compared to their Arcane Burst, though, definitely not as much damage single target. Uh, right. And yeah, it's just, again, not being not having it upcast, I think, gives that freedom to put these in. Whether or not that's a good thing, I don't know, but is something of note. Right. The inclusion of Stinking Cloud is good. I like that, where it's not just damage, just another way to mess with the battlefield. Uh, yeah. That's when it writes this cloud. It like kind of moves away from you after you cast it. Um, oh no, never mind. This one just lingers. But every creature in it, they, they uh, can't save if they fail. They spend their turn ratcheting and reeling. Yeah, you're you're thinking of uh, some fifth level spell. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, cloud of death or something. Cloud of death. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah so this basically what just poisons everyone who's in the cloud. Stinking Cloud? Yeah. No, this is the one where they spend the turn ratchet and railing. They lose oh, the turn. Oh, so they lose their entire action. Yeah. Okay. That is really nice, actually. Mm-hmm. And this is good. I like when these come up because dwarves always have that thing. And I think a sub-race of, of halflings also have like the advantage on poison saving throws. And it just right. rarely comes up. Anytime that can come up, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then just area denial, which is which is very good when you can summon an elemental that wants to take up space. Right, sure and would get... be immune to all of that. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, that said, the web, probably not good to cast if you're also going to throw down a fire elemental. <laughs> just get everybody no, I... stuck and then just burn right through it. I think they take damage. If I remember correctly, I'm pulling it up. The web or the yeah, the yeah any five foot cube of web exposed to fire burns away and run round, dealing two d four fire damage to any creature. That's not a lot of damage, but no, it's funny. I mean, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> and there's always that the the funny factors is important, <laughs> right? Um, could be good for setting up traps though as well, totally, because it lasts for an hour. It's not like you need to cast it in combat. That all just depends on on your setup, right? So getting into these bonus actions has benign teleportation. So there's a recharge of four to six. Transportation. Oh, it is. Sorry. Benign transportation. Ugh, I can't read. I'm sorry, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> Misled you. Get out of bus. What? They Trans- get on, it's benign transportation. They just oh, get on a bus oh and just... okay. I thought you were telling me to get on a bus. That's no. a weird insult, Ellie. <laughs> Lisa, get out of town. Get on a bus. Get on a bus. <laughs> All right, so it's a recharge of four or six ability. The conjurer teleports along with any equipment it's wearing or carrying up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space it can see if it instead chooses a space within range that is occupied by a willing small or medium creature. They both teleport swapping places. So very useful if it's fighting with allies to be swapping out as the you know barbarian gets right in its face and it's like, hey, I, I don't want you here. How about we swap with the the champion that's also in this fight? Yep. 
and this is pretty much taken exactly from the wizards, uh, the conjuration wizard from the player handbook. Yeah. So I think the very big fitting. difference is that it's a recharge though, right? Uh, yeah. I think I'm pulling it up now. I'm pretty sure this is like a, Oh, it's just a once per long rest. Yeah. Or you cast a conjuration spell of first level or higher. Okay. Which well, this is a better way to handle it. I do I think, think so, yeah. I'd rather it just be a certain amount of times per day, like give them three mm-hmm. times per day, uh, which we'll see in the, the Diviner wizard, wizard in just a moment. But uh, yeah, recharge abilities, I'm just not a huge fan of in general. They I always forget to recharge. I just don't think about it while, while running a stat block. Um, so anytime I can just have a set amount and use it, a little bit happier with i don't know, i i kind of like the recharge i would never want to see him on a pc and uh, we don't see many like class features which i think is good but there's definitely been a lot of times where usually the recharge abilities are safe for something really strong where we're really hurting the fight skin down to the wire and you roll in the open and you like make a point it's like this is the recharge for like the big explosion or the fire breath or whatever it is. And it's all really tense because we know if it gets it, we're probably dying. <laughs> so it has a lot of good tension. That's fair. With this, I don't think you get that tension. So that I, benign I, transportation. No, you don't think you get a lot of tension with that one? No. So I, I would almost say that your your right recharge abilities should be saved for things that have the ability to add tension if they are back. Right. This, I don't think the party would even notice. They'd just be kind of like, man, this dude can just teleport around. He just keeps taking buses everywhere. Right. <laughs> then we have Summon Elemental. This is a once per day ability. The Conjurer magically summons an elemental of air, earth, fire, or water. The elemental appears in an unoccupied space within 60 feet of the Conjurer, whom it obeys. It takes its turn immediately after the Conjurer. It lasts for one hour until it or the Conjurer dies or until the Conjurer dismisses it as a bonus action. So this is kind of a two-for-one block here. Yeah, I'm really happy they gave him a summon, like an official summon, because they're the Conjuration Wizard and they have no spells for summoning. The old one didn't have any summoning. It didn't? I was that was a question. Oh, oh that, that, that one did. Yeah, it had, okay. it had the conjure elemental spell for fifth level. Okay, um, that was it though. No, like conjure woodland beings or beasts or anything like that. That's probably fair. They went with the one that's again the least amount of overhead because if yeah. you're DMing and it's like, oh, I now have to throw down four pixies that start polymorphing everybody into sheep. <laughs> ha ha ha! It's not really that fun. Not great, right? <laughs> Just let us smash a, an earth elemental, please. Right. I say, yes, yeah, summoning one elemental does not add too much complications and overhead to running a fight. So I'm happy to see this one. Yeah, but otherwise, I mean, I just, I, I think the more we talk about this, I'm not super happy with where this sits in the challenge rating spectrum because it doesn't seem like it's taking in the summon elemental into account. And maybe it should, maybe it shouldn't. It probably should, though, if you're able to bring in a challenge rating five creature along with you, it seems like that should have some factor. Um, Right. And you can just pop it in as a bonus action. So they can still do their 60, almost 60 damage of arcane burst and then uh, pop in a earth elemental. That then gets to go immediately. Uh, Yep. 
So this thing is having an extremely strong turn with the ability to, to wipe out two or three level five PCs in like a turn. Maybe two. Yeah. Um, and, and as Will mentioned, can also be obliterated with one focus fire from a barbarian who gets a crit. Or, you know, if everybody just says, gang up on the wizard, which in our groups is really common. If there's a wizard, that's our jam. That's what we do. Yeah. Like that's not like a kill the spellcaster. Yeah. Let's just let them tire themselves out. I'm sure once they burn through all their spells, they'll just kind of roll over. No, it's (laughs) kill the wizard fast because the longer they're around, the worst, the worst it's going to get. I mean, especially presented with the alternatives like, Oh, look a giant earth elemental. Let's spend the next, how many turns beating this thing into dust? (laughs) Right. Uh, I would advise 126 HP. Yeah. With resistance to non-magical attacks. So... Yeah, we could uh, move on? I think so. I think it's the only... Nope. Yep. Yep. Good to move on. Pretend I didn't say anything. All right. Next school of magic we're taking a look at is divination for the... I was never sure. Is it the diviner wizard or diviner wizard? How you're supposed to pronounce that. Time to go to... Oh, yeah. I guess that would happen. Diviner. Yeah, diviner. It's diviner. Okay. Diviner. So, yeah, Diviner Wizards, the, the Divination School of Magic is about seeing into the future predictions, seeing things far away, like the Sending Spell and things like that. And they have the coolest class feature, like the subclass, the Divination School of Magic subclass for Wizards of Portent Dice, where you could just, like, swap dice out. And luckily, it made it into the stat block for the Diviner as well, and we'll get to that in a, in a second here. Um, these guys are challenge rating eight, so kind of between the last two. Armor class at twelve with fifteen hit points at ninety. Um, everything else is basically the same, so we're going to skip. The numbers the are a little adjusted. Some go yeah. up, some go down. To arcane yep. burst. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, the multi attack makes three arcane bursts plus seven to hit. Same range, three eighty ten plus four, so it's basically like um, the abjurer, just one less to hit. So again, same sort of heavy-hitting thing. This one is radiant damage instead of force. I'm getting sick of Arcane Burst. I kind of really wish they changed up. Why radiant? I don't Why know. radiant? That doesn't make any sense. Um, the only thing I can see is like... No. There's some flavor <laughs> with divination about like touching into the divine. That's no. where you're getting your information This is from. wrong. They're wizards. Wizards don't do radiant damage. There's not like a single spell in the wizard list that does radiant damage. Yeah. I, and I, I might be wrong about that. I, I was just trying to guess. I don't know. It's, stop it. Don't you okay. dare speak speak <laughs> anymore. You're done talking. <laughs> no, <laughs> no that, that just bothers me. Like force damage, yes, I'm tired of seeing as well. But I'm more tired of seeing arcane burst. But changing it to radiant damage just feels like it feels like they threw a dart at the wall. Right. <laughs> All right. And then they have Overwhelming Revelation. This is a recharge of five or six. The Diviner magically creates a boost of illumination in a t- burst of illumination in a 10-foot radius sphere. Centers down a point within 120 feet of it. Each creature in the area makes a DC 15 wisdom save. On a fail, they take 10d8 psychic damage, which is 45 damage, and is stunned until the end of the Diviner's next turn. On a successful save, the creature takes half as much damage and isn't stunned. So okay, this so, is insane. 
This is insane. It's insane that they didn't put psychic damage for the arcane burst and they did radiant instead. Okay, I'm done. I'm off it. I'm off it. Uh, yes, Why does the overwhelming do arcane damage. They <laughs> <laughs> should have just um, phoned it even more. <laughs> overwhelming revelation. Yeah, that's an absurd amount of damage. The ten foot radius within 120 feet is also nice. I mean, compared to the the ab drawer that we were talking about, is a 20 foot cube directly in front of them. Realistically, right. with a ten foot sphere, you'll maybe get two people, but that's still you even halved a, a solid amount of damage for challenge rating. Right, game. and then stunned. Yeah, yeah. For the next turn, like until the end of the diviner's next turn, could so you they imagine if, advantage on all the arcane bursts next turn? Could you imagine if monks got an AOE stun <laughs> that also did damage? Right. No, you cannot. You cannot imagine that. <laughs> they do have that, basically. No, they don't. Stop, Will. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> they literally, that's literally what they have, in a way. It's not an AoE. And yeah, just the fact that with allies, that means that they're all going to have advantage on the, the next attack. This is a great, great creature to throw in to make a fight more difficult. I mean, this will just make it more difficult. For sure. Yeah, overwhelming revelation to play these guys optimally, I would say pretty much use it every turn. Well, it's a recharge. Every, sorry, every time it's available. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then they have spellcasting, spell save DC 15 and 8 spellcasting, just like the others. Light, Majan, message, and prestidigitation at will. Twice a day, Arcane Eye, Detect Magic, Detect Thoughts, Fly, Lightning Bolt, Locate Object, Mage Armor, and Rary's Telepathic Bond, and then once a day, Cherusine. So very classic divination spells. They really lean in heavily with that, which I appreciate seeing. Yeah. Um, though a, a lot of these are like scouting yeah. spells, exploration spells, which I, I mean, I guess if you have this NPC coming along to help you with that, but then you start kind of get into like DM NPC thing of like the DM NPC is scouting out the locations that the DM themselves made. And I, I we run into that very often regardless, but not yeah. that specific scenario, but the, the weirdness of preparing something than having to pretend you don't know it. Right. That's, that's just DMing. Um, for, True seeing, I'll say that's it's it's high level one. And in general, there's kind of a pattern with with these wizards spell casting where the once a day is usually like the highest one of the old stat block. So I do find that interesting, kind of nice that they they kept those around. Um, but true seeing does seem like it it could have use, at least in combat. And it lasts an hour. It's another one that I wonder if you'd want to have in combat or if you just kind of treat it like mage armor where it's just assumed that the diviner is probably going to have true seeing up regardless because true sight is nice but unless somebody also goes invisible it's not always that useful yeah and it only lasts an hour sure so i I don't know if i would agree that it would always be up unless like they know I guess they're diviners. Maybe they are going to know that they're about to <laughs> yeah. get in a fight. It's like, all right, let me cast your scene. <laughs> yeah, I, I would yeah. say that if there's a stat block to to know that a fight is coming up, it's going to be this one. Right. 
Um, interesting, the legacy one, True Scene is not its highest. Um, oh, it's not. It also okay. has mass, it's True Scene's sixth level. It also has mass adjustment at that level. Um, its highest is Maze as an eighth level spell, which ah. is just kind of like a super banishment. Um, but it these guys, I have no idea why. I don't know what the justification for it is, but the legacy has delayed Blast Fireball. I saw that. I mean, that's taken the the, the preparation and, and divination aspect to an extreme. That's true. Okay. Like, yeah, they know. It's like, all right, these guys are coming through the door in 20 seconds. We're going to cook a delay blast fireball right there for them. It's just okay. mean. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, especially for challenge rating eight, a delayed blast. The, like, the party that's going to be fighting these things is going to not survive that the spell's base damage is 12 d6 at the end of each turn the bead that is if it's not yet detonated it increases by d6 i assume it, it maxes out at some point but yeah it's yes. a heavy hitting spell if this is the only thing a party is fighting and you know they're you would expect that to be probably challenge rating five through seven or so for the party yeah that's probably a bit too much damage but this is really good in high level play yeah. A Diviner Wizard against a party of level 14s or so would really round out or make for like a good medium encounter uh, with a couple of minions and whatnot. There's some stat blocks that like lose their their usefulness as time goes on. I don't see that with this. No, definitely yeah. not. Also, just like having one of these around for like your big bad evil guy, you know they have a Diviner Wizard or this area you're going has one, you could just kind of justify like the people there, the enemies there having a sense of where the party is and what they're doing. Unless they take steps to block it. You know, so just like have it, they, they kind of almost like feel like a story, like a plot role. Mm-hmm. I am just a little surprised like a, like, that they don't have scrying as well. Yeah. The original, I don't see it, huh? Level scrying. Oh, there it is. Yeah, fifth level spell. They have scrying. Okay, so the old stat block does. Yeah, just to to play up that aspect even more, the ability to know where the party's at, and that's something I absolutely love because your party can just be traveling out of nowhere, and then you just go, "Uh, hey, can you make a a wisdom saving throw for me?" They're like, "Oh, uh, okay." Gets a one. All right, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, and then these guys have my favorite reaction, uh, Portent. Do, they could do this three times a day. When the Diviner or a creature could see makes an attack roll, a saving throw, or an ability check, the Diviner... Diviner. I keep on saying Diviner, <laughs> yeah. Diviner rolls... Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Diviner rolls a d20 and chooses whether to use that roll in place of the d20 rolls for the attack roll, saving throw, or ability check. This is ripped exactly from the subclass... Um, no, I think they start with two mm-hmm. and not three. And it's such a useful ability for PCs to have. And I imagine it would be very annoying and useful in a fight against your party as well. Yeah, especially in combination with that overwhelming revelation. Oh, you Make got a, a save. Yeah, you got a 20. How about you reroll that? And there's no distance to it as well, which I think is important. It's not like counterspell where you have to keep in mind like, oh, I have to be within 30 feet. I, I I can't get too far away. Portent is just, if they can see you, they can make you reroll. Right. But yeah, that's Diviners. I, I, I like these guys. I think they're cool. I think they got a lot of good utility, both in and out of combat. Um, but again, they just hit really hard for the challenge rating. So you just need to be careful with that swinginess. 
And I, we're just going to say that for all of them. <laughs> Some yeah. more than others, but... Yeah, maybe they realize that Wizards only last two rounds anyways because everybody's focusing them. So, so we're going to make that, them worse. We're going to make them stronger. <laughs> it's not really a good arms race, in my opinion, but that's... No. I mean, yeah, like that's a good realization. This is just not the Band-Aid I'd put on the problem. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, the art, too. It's like this old, grumpy-looking gnome. It's pointed angrily at a giant eye like he's yelling at it. Ah, uh, yeah, when you gotta scold your eye because it's it's talking right. shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then we have Enchanter Wizards. So Enchanters... And final one for the episode. Yes, they know how to magically influence minds. Benign Enchanters use this magic to diffuse violence and sow peace, while malevolent Enchanters are some of the most evil of all spellcasters. So a little bit of flavor text thrown in there that's spawned from the the discourse around enchantment magic in the last couple of years, which is perfectly reasonable because enchantment magic can be pretty darn evil. Um, right. Well, these guys don't have art. They don't. They're the only ones without art. Oh, man, that's going to screw up my thumbnail idea. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it's okay if you're missing. I, I guess I don't know what your thumbnail idea was it was Trans- just gonna be like the four of them kind of like lined up side by side you could just do the three kinda like of them superhero movie like an ensemble superhero movie style of like the like the blades of each one yeah you could Whatever. you could just do like a place do enchanter a wizard here right like just like a little outline or something <laughs> there you go that one's free so the challenge rating is five very similar everything but we'll talk about the hp is 49 on this one and the multi-attack is, once again, Arcane Burst. Similar to the Conjurer, it does 3d10 plus 3 for an average of 19 damage per round, and it can make 3 Arcane Bursts a round, uh, and it's plus 6 to hit. So for spell casting, we've got Friends, Mage Hand, Message, at will. Twice a day, can Charm Person, Mage Armor, Hold Person, Invisibility, Suggestion, and Tongues. yeah. This one I find really dull. Same. Um, I, I I usually don't like, and I know you literally just did this, so I'm not like calling you out, but it was like just kind of like a silly flavor thing of um, like the, the enchantment spells being used on the party, mm-hmm. like, like taking away that kind of player agency for quite some time and like forcing them to do certain things. I I, I know I don't like that happening to my character. I don't find it fun. And that's kind of really all this thing does, other than the occasional hold person. Yeah, and then and that the yeah the same arcane burst that could do over and over that they all all the other ones could do. That actually is a horrifying combination. If they manage the to hold get person off, and arcane burst, you're done. You just it's over. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, and something that's lost on this stat block is not being able to upcast hold person. That's probably a good thing. I'm sure holding the entire party stinks, but I do like when I can upcast spells like that because you anticipate at least two or three people are going to succeed on it. So it's a nice way to kind of guarantee you're not wasting a turn uh, with it. Right. <clears throat> it obviously has the potential to swing really poorly, but that's that's how things go sometimes. Um, in terms of of casting those things on player characters, I totally agree. It's definitely not something that uh, should be used often or like mm-hmm. in in normal 
settings, the time where it came up recently was very much to so you weren't supposed to like it. You were supposed to dislike this person. And then it wasn't like every five minutes is like, and then we're going to cast friends again. We're going to do charm person again. And he's going to have a bunch of unreasonable requests and you have to fulfill them because he's charming you every two seconds because that's, that would have gotten really old really quickly. It was like to prove a point, this person's a jerk and that you have to be weary around them. And the tone was set and backed off. So if you're planning on using an enchanter wizard, I suggest doing it that way. Um, Trying to like, cast suggestion on the party member and like making them go on some weird eight hour quest. (laughs) It's just really crappy, but suggestion can be used in combat. At least I just don't know how great it's going to be. It, that one's a point of contention in the community because it suggestion has the line. The request must sound reasonable. Mm-hmm. And so people are like trying to say, oh, I cast suggestion and I tell them to take off all of their armor and lay down for the remainder of the battle. And it's Super like, reasonable. I say, yeah, to me, that's not remotely reasonable. I was <laughs> right. going to do that so, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, the so only- but, I've, uh, but I've also seen complaints of like chasing somebody down. Um, and kind of get them cornered and they're like in a position where they can like take a risky move to try and get away um, or just surrender and then casting suggestion on them to tell them, hey, you should just surrender. And then the DM going, no, that's not reasonable to them. They really don't want to surrender. So then they dive off the building or something. It's like, no, okay, I would have considered that reasonable. So I, I right. suggestions are really messy spell um, that I feel like causes a lot of arguments. <laughs> I think that's it, fair don't to have say. a good solution to it because like it is open-ended. So it is just kind of up to DM discretion of what's reasonable and what's not. I think. So I don't know. Cause it's really easy to spell. abuse. Yeah. Uh, and then of course they have tongues. That's super important, right? We should talk about um, that for five minutes. Right. Understand any spoken language. All right, good talk. Then it has has reaction instinctive charm. This is a recharge ability, four to six. When a visible creature within 30 feet of the enchanter makes an attack roll against it, the enchanter forces the attacker to make a DC 14 wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the attacker redirects the attack roll to the creature closest to it, other than the enchanter or itself. If multiple eligible creatures are closest, the attacker chooses which one to target. I like that a lot. Yeah, I think that uh, actually can, I won't say it salvages this entire fight, but it does make for something interesting happening during it. And it is also pulled similarly from the stat block or the subclass Instinctive Charm. The feature, it's very similar. That one just has a D, that one they have to roll. Oh, they have to roll on this one too. All right, I think it's mm-hmm. almost the same thing. But yeah, that, I mean, that's that's a good way, I think, to get the feeling of like enchantment magic without taking away your player's agency and making them do silly things or be really annoying. It's like just quick burst of it where their attack gets redirected and they like in a haze and not sure how that happened, but then they're just back. Sure. You are also comparing the like out of combat versus in combat. This is a good way to show it in combat. You can't really use instinctive charm out of combat. Yeah, that's true. But agreed. I mean, this, this, kind of sums up Enchanter pretty well. Now, this, to me, just 
these other ones feel like they could be their own fight where depending on the level that your party's at, that wizard is like kind of the focus for the fight. The enchanter wizard, I don't think I'd ever do that. I don't think I'd ever have the the only thing that you're really up against is an enchanter wizard and a couple of apprentices or some thugs or something along those lines. It just doesn't really make sense. It wouldn't make for an interesting fight, but in higher level fights where you're trying to round it out and make more than just, I don't know, whatever high level creature you've got this, this could be a good addition as it it would basically focus on casting hold person and be something that the party needs to target because if it goes on too long, like Will said, it gets a whole person off and then it just arcane bursts on somebody who's stunned and it's lights out. Paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> and it can melee too, right? So it could officially get auto crits on that. Yeah. You can technically auto crit on range spell attacks as well by running up to them oh. within five feet because it doesn't impose the disadvantage. They can't interfere with it. But if somebody else did, either way, that's that's still, um, in this case, it would still be a melee attack. And it's still too much damage. Right. Now it's just twice as much as too much damage. Yeah, I think with challenge rating five, I'd like to see this damage drop. Yep. Oh, yeah, same with what we were talking about with Conjure. It's, it's, their arcane burst is the same. Um, except for Conjure's force and... This one's psychic. And this one psychic. uses psychic. Well, psychic yeah. okay, makes sense for enchanter. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. The degree to which they all have the same thing is just it's just mind-boggling because all of them get three of these. That's like such an easy slicing point. You could just slice yep. it right there. This one gets totally two. Totally agree. This should be two. Suddenly it's better. No, it's not because the actually whole well, person still makes it broken. <laughs> um, spoilers for next episode, The Illusionist gets two. Of course The Illusionist gets two. Of <laughs> course The Illusionist gets two. And I think the evoker gets four. Okay, now you are spoiling things. All right, yeah, I might. That's, that may not be. We're right not going to watch that episode now. <laughs> they already know. They know the entire episode is four arcane bursts and two arcane bursts. That's oh, it. and I was wrong. It's just three. So it's uh, just the board loser. It just gets two. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Well, what I would like to get two of is two sets of dice from Metallic Dice Games. Is that yeah, yeah, no, that's good. That's okay. good. All right. Well, two you know, or more. Two or more. Yeah. yeah. Probably three, actually, because then you Ten. can get free shipping. And yeah. as long as you're, you know, ordering some dice off Metallic Dice Games for whatever reason, <laughs> just randomly bringing that up, you could probably use the code MM10 to save 10% off your entire order. And by probably, I mean, yeah, you can, like, all the time. Even if they're having a sale, you can get an additional 10% off. Take advantage of that. Not that I don't yeah. think they're running a sale right now, but, you know. Yeah, Keep an eye I mean, that's out. That's kind of the nature of internet content. Someone could be watching this when they have a sale. Someone <laughs> could watch this like seven years from now. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> no, I, I hope this is entirely forgotten in seven years. We're going to remove these, scrubbing them from, from the internet. Right. I can't even handle stuff that was like two years ago. That's, <laughs> that's too much. Our podcast uh, but if, is almost four years old. <laughs> but if you could handle this, why do you think we're doing the Redux series? We're okay. like going through and redoing everything that's two years old. Because I'm like, I can't listen to it. It's awful. The fact that people are listening to this makes me sad. <laughs> Anyways, if you enjoy this now or in the future, I guess it doesn't really matter. Or the past, if you have that ability. 
then you should like, comment, and subscribe. And ring the bell, because that's a thing. Uh, if you are on podcast apps, make sure to leave a review. I found out it does absolutely nothing for any algorithms, but it boosts our self-esteem, which is Wait, important. it really does nothing? Does nothing for, for I had, podcast I didn't apps. know that. Yeah. Aww. Entirely pointless. But <laughs> self-esteem is important, so boost right. that up. And you know who boosts that better than anyone? It's our patrons. Ed G, Monoweight, Brian H, Craig A, Isaac M, Jeff W, Star Shinobi, Vincent M, Bob F, Joe P, Rick D, Sentinel B20, Tyler S, Gray, Barrons, Adam A, Rob K, and Gray. All of them boost our self-esteems, and we hope that we can boost your self-esteems by saying your name at the end of episodes. <laughs> I don't know what else it's for, but like everybody says, you have to do this. So we're doing it, okay? We're trying. And if you want to support the show in other ways, you can go to mustersmulticlass.com forward slash support, where you can check out our Patreon, as well as our other affiliates. And on our Patreon, you can get early access to episodes as long as they're done with time and we don't go to Gen Con, which totally screws up recording. Uh, or... You can also see campaign notes and diaries from our current campaign that's that's ongoing. I've actually been sticking to it for almost two months now. That is progress for me. So thank you all, and we can let this episode end now with grace. Yeah, as always, thanks for watching. <laughs>